Hey you guys, it's Crystal Sherelle from Indie Artist School. Welcome to The Singer's Arsenal. Today we're gonna talk about how to find resonance. Have you ever been singing and you just happened to sing a note that was very crystal clear and you enjoyed your tone, you liked the way you sounded, but you have no idea how you did it Oh, that could be really frustrating, but it's definitely something that happens a lot when you don't know how to find resonance. So you might even stumble on it by accident. (laughs) And it's no wonder that a lot of singers have no idea what resonance is because it's definitely not very easy to know. Uh, It does take some training, but I'm gonna break it down for you guys. It's gonna get a little technical, so buckle your seatbelts. We're really about to get in here. I think it's very important that we start with the foundation, all right? You need to know that your body has three locations between your throat and head that are the most resonant. These three locations are as follows. The laryngopharynx, the oropharynx, and the nasopharynx. The laryngopharynx is the first one we're gonna start with today, all right? It's located right above your larynx and it's right below the back of your tongue. You can control the shape of that space by dropping your tongue or raising your tongue. So that's why anytime I'm with my students and I notice that they have a really dropped larynx or something like that, uh, that they are actually having a hard time singing higher notes sometimes, they wanna strain because their tongue is too far down. But contrary to that, if you raise it way too high, you might be straining as well. So you gotta be careful, it's a delicate balance. If you drop your tongue way too far down, you'll sound like you're swallowing something. So you gotta be careful, but it can add some depth to your voice, add some richness. Um, even some, I would say warmth, and it's interesting for me to say warmth and depth, but it depends on which direction uh, you move your tongue. So yeah, it's a way for you to control things like that. And the second location is your oropharynx. Your oropharynx is the one that's most easily manipulated. Uh, It's very natural. You probably experimented with this yourself. It's really just changed by the shape of your mouth, the dropping of the jaw, how narrow or wide your mouth is. That's how you can change your oropharynx. Um, You can also experience this a little bit like, if just in case you're wondering where it is, if you were to say the sound ng, like ng, ng, back there, you'll feel the vibration right there. It's in the back, it's kind of raised, Uh, It's above your laryngopharynx, but it's still beneath uh, the next location, okay? So anyway, you'll feel that. And by you controlling your oropharynx, you can do things like sing notes more clearly and also control your belting especially uh, and learn how to move without straining as you're belting. It's really good for mixed register. It's the middle. Uh, I would say that controlling the larynx uh, helps you transition between your low register and your mixed register especially. And then then it's time for the oropharynx to have control there. Um, Sometimes having a more forward vocal placement uh, is still good because when I say forward, 
Uh, I'm talking about narrowing things a little bit more uh, and also about directing air forward. <laughs> so it's still controlled by the oropharynx when I say things like a forward vocal placement versus um, a further backward vocal placement. You've probably heard me say that in other episodes. That's what I'm referring to. I'm referring to where they hold their resonance. Now, there's not really a wrong or right way. There's not a perfect location for every voice. Every voice is different and what you need, it can change depending on the song, the vowels you're singing or what register you're in, meaning how high or low is this pitch and what register is it for your voice. Um, the one thing I will say about the oropharynx is because it is controlled by you changing the shape of your mouth, it's not as stable. Um, so if you only rely on changing the shape of your mouth to change your tone, control your resonance, <laughs> you're really limiting yourself and it's not gonna be consistent. Your voice might sound good in certain registers, meaning you might really love singing low notes and you sound awesome there. But as soon as you move out of that territory, things get a little wonky. You're not sure what's going on. It's a little harder for you to keep your voice consistent. It's also a reason why as you move through your registers, your voice might sound like an entirely different person as you move through them. Um, and that's because maybe you've been leaning on your oropharynx instead of controlling all the other resonators uh that you have at your disposal everybody has these okay it's just the way the human body is made but knowing how to work it okay that's a whole nother thing all right and last but not least we've got the nasopharynx and the nasopharynx sounds exactly like what it is it's the location right behind your nasal cavity uh, and you can really tap into this area this space uh, by raising your soft palate like you were about to yawn <laughs> You know, just up there. And you can even let air out of your nose. I don't know if you've ever watched a singer who's singing in their higher register. And sometimes you could see when a singer is doing this, sometimes they scrunch up their face a little bit. <laughs> it's like, you know, cause they wanna feel the buzz behind their nose. And it's kind of like a trigger or a, or a cue for you to remember to direct the air there and to make sure you keep that space open. When you're first learning how to sing, it's very common, I'll just say that, common for you to wanna to close your na nasopharynx completely, okay? Um, especially if you're just learning how to raise your soft palate, um, you may not understand that if you, over, if you raise it too much, it actually closes or narrows your nasopharynx. So if I were to raise my uh, soft palate too much, I can't even let air out of my nose, right? So if I'm yawning and I can't let any air out of my nose, then I've raised my soft palate a little too high. Um, and that's one of the ways you can test it, okay? Another extreme would be uh, if you have too much air coming through your nose, meaning you sound a little nasally and you're trying to get out of that, well, then something you can do to try to train yourself to rely on your other resonators is by holding your nose, pinching your nose and singing then. But beware of the NG sound, the M, M sound and N sound uh, because you pretty much can't <laughs> get that note out without air coming out of your nose. So that's normal for you to completely stop. So if you were to go mm, and close your nose, mm, you can't, nothing happens. It's like, whoa, <laughs> nothing's coming out. 
that's normal. But if you're singing other vowels and you're still experiencing a complete shut off, you still can't make a sound, you can't say ah with your nose closed, uh, then it means that you're using your nose too much. Also, if you feel absolutely no difference, meaning you don't feel a buzz in your nose at all, and it feels like, what's the point of closing my nose? Then it means you're not using your nasopharynx enough. You see what I'm saying? Okay, so there's extremes. You could you you could rely on one resonator too much or not enough, and that could be the issue that you're having when you're singing through your registers. Also, if you remember uh, the episode I had about making your voice sound more unique, if you are looking to change your tone and want to experiment, sometimes experimenting with leaning into one of these resonators will help you. But, you know, the best, most crystal clear way you can have your voice sound good is just by making sure it's resonant all the time, okay? Um, So yeah, every voice is different. I don't want you to think that, um, okay, well, if I, you know, focus on uh, raising my tongue up or something like that, I will have perfect resonance. Like maybe that's not your issue. You know what I'm saying? Every voice is different and you have different needs. Uh, So you may not have an issue with your oropharynx, but maybe it's your laryngopharynx. Maybe your chest voice is muffled or maybe you're dropping your tongue too much. Uh, Maybe it doesn't sound as clear as you want it to when you're trying to sing low notes. Or maybe you're having some issues. Maybe you sound like Kermit the Frog. That's ex- that's an extreme, okay? But that's extreme like laryngopharynx manipulation, okay? Um, uh, and Or maybe you sound like uh, Mickey Mouse, okay? Whatever it is, if something is a little extreme, of course, nobody really sounds like that. But if your voice isn't to your liking and you wanna know what it is you need to do to correct it, you would benefit with a vocal coach. And I'm a vocal coach, so hey, how you doing? How you doing? If you're interested in voice lessons, go ahead and visit my website, indie-artist.teachable.com. I give virtual private voice lessons one-on-one on Zoom. And I also have an online course available as well. That's indie-artist.teachable.com. Also, please don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. You can do it by just turning on notifications and subscribing or following the podcast, or you can even take it a step further and donate. I am so thankful for those of you who have been donating to this podcast to help me keep it going. And you can support by going to anchor.fm backslash the singers arsenal backslash support. Honestly, you guys, I really couldn't do it without you. So thank you so much. That's anchor.fm backslash the singer's arsenal backslash support. Well, you guys, until next time, have a wonderful day.